What do you want a daughter? What do you want a daughter? I have not a daughter with a daughter. We could switch to progress at a daughter. Oh, yeah. We could switch to progress on some. Okay. We could saw and have to buy some za. Oh, yeah. Let's switch to progress at a daughter and get some za with the money we saw. Yeah. Now we know we're gonna da da da. These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. It might just be the most normal thing you da da da. Quote da da at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Well, it's not just a simple stroll in the park this time on. Although Formula 1 may be coming back to the Istanbul Park circuit, man, it's going to be a lot harder than just that. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Pitch the Podium for yet another video of five things to watch out for from this week's Turkish Grand Prix. And I'm joined by Kunal Shah here with me, who knows literally A to Z of Formula 1. He's worked in the sport, he's been a racing driver before, He's worked in the marketing side of things, and now he works on the VSAT network in Norway. So firstly, Kunal, welcome back to Pitch the Podium. Welcome to the show. And what do you expect from Turkey? It's a track that's got me buzzing after a long time. It is. And, you know, firstly, thanks very much for that introduction. You, you get me stumped most of the times, <laughs> but thank you very much. It's, it's great to be presenting motorsport uh, along with you to all the audiences on the Pits to Podium channel, as well as on the Inside Line F1 podcast, Somil. And uh, talking about Turkey, you know, uh, personally, lots of memories from the race. It was my first race that I attended uh, as a, as a member of the Force India Formula One team back in 2010, when also the famous crash had happened and, yes. you know, Lewis Hamilton <laughs> won the race. But uh, overall, lots of lots of positives about Turkey, despite it being a Herman Tilke circuit. It's probably one of the best circuits that he's, he's designed. And uh, for the geography buffs, uh, you know, 2020 is when Formula One is not supposed to race in Asia for obvious reasons. But the Istanbul circuit is on the Asian side of yeah. Istanbul. So it's like the first race in Asia, technically, geographically speaking. Exactly. And what a circuit it is. You mentioned about it being a Herman Tilke circuit, but it's just unlike any other Herman Tilke circuit. Yes, we've got that one long straight, but thankfully it's not just a simple straight. It's slightly curved towards the end. And we've got a couple of chicanes here and there, a few slow corners, but the one corner that comes to everyone's mind, turn eight. How much of a challenge is that going to be this time out, Kunal? And most people are saying, and at least from the looks of things, it could very well be flat in these cars. It is expected to be flat in this uh, in in the cars that we are racing in 2020. And Max Verstappen recently said on the WTF1 podcast that he could actually do turn eight, not just flat out, but blindfolded. Okay, so I'm really eager to see if he can actually do that. And you know, of course, that's a joke. That just goes to show that how such technical corners have sort of ended up becoming uh, pretty easy to maneuver in, in these modern day racing cars and given just the levels of downforce and the grip and so on. But the only thing that could make turn eight a little tricky is the fact that, uh, you know, it could end up being windy, especially in that mm. section of the circuit, because the circuit is pretty open. Uh, like we know that it's going to be a little overcast and, you know, the weather's generally going to be cooler or colder. So let's hope that there is some wind and that just makes turn eight a little bit more of a, of a challenge, Somil. And 
turn it is also known as the reverse parabolica because yeah. you know it's it's just turning left whereas the parabolica in monza is is turning right and uh, turkey of course has a couple of other names stolen from other circuits so you know it's called the turkish corkscrew after the laguna seca i think that's for the turn eight section that they have and i i think there's also something called as four rouge because of the undulations <laughs> yes. that happen you yeah. know something that we've seen at uh, at spa francorchamps so uh, exciting circuit i'm sure the drivers are going to love it and uh, you know it's a shame that none of these fun circuits have sort of made it to the 2021 yeah. calendar sadly yeah that's we we expected them to be one offs of course and sadly uh, they have turned out to be one offs in the long run so that's going to be a bit of a sad thing for 2021 but let's look at the positives i think the corner that you mentioned there puhon at spa it's very similar isn't it just the challenge of the corner has been lost because these amazing marvelous formula 1 cars of today can just take them flat so it's not the same thing anymore but nevertheless turn eight aside too we've got a few amazing corners at turkey i think the first section is fantastic after you go for the downhill left hand you have a long sweeping right hand corner and then i think i think that the turkish corkscrew comes in right there it's a quick descending left hand turn and following an immediate right hander amazing section if you haven't watched the onboards don't do it now after this video is done of course but you love it yeah if you haven't watched any of the onboards yet i think you definitely should go back but nevertheless kunal on the whole it does seem to be quite a well balanced circuit in terms of the requirements you've got a few high downforce corners turn eight comes to mind you've got places where you would want to shed that downforce off and have a bit of drag less drag let's say the back stretch and even the front straight for example but i think it all levels out in the end towards it and that just means that mercedes could very well have their advantage once again because they just excel in such circuits and such they excel yeah they just excel everywhere it doesn't matter <laughs> what the configuration is and you know there are also lots of hard uh, braking opportunities mm. which will create some some hopefully some overtakes or other drivers are pretty positive that there will be a lot of overtakes uh, you know back then and i know uh, that uh, our friends at uh, pits to podium nityanand wrote to me saying you know in the 2011 race there were about 125 overtakes there and of course there are two drs zones there was the drs uh, back then as well so it's going to be pretty exciting what also will add to the excitement is that uh, out of the 17 races this year there are just three that are anti clockwise imola uh turkey and abu dhabi so you know the anti clockwise nature will also sort of add to the fun and you'll expect uh, you know commentators to keep uh, hyping it up and how it will be a challenge to the drivers and so on but you know the drivers themselves are pretty well trained for all exactly. such sorts of uh, you know challenges that come their way i mean if they've done mugello this shouldn't be much of a problem should it <laughs> we we were talking about just the strains that the drivers next will have to go through at mugello turkey yeah comes close definitely not the same level as mugello but i think they should be just about fine meanwhile folks if you check the weather report it's supposed to be raining on the weekend again we know that's not going to happen it's the ultimate ultimate antithesis of the entire formula 1 season so far but still it's good to know that nevertheless you know in terms of the challenge that we are going to see in the race we are pretty sure that mercedes could very well once again grab pole position once again get the victory but who's it going to be this time out is it going to be lewis hamilton or bottas and interestingly enough the last time formula 1 did race here hamilton was on the grid bottas wasn't but we've just sort of noticed that whenever we have a new circuit coming in on the calendar be it mugello emula whatever it may be bottas initially dominates but it's just lewis hamilton who comes up in the end and defeats the free practice world champion 
<laughs> he does. And, you know, uh, again, some stats. I think Botas has been on pole twice in the last three uh, races, mm. okay, which is Botas. And I think six times in the last, you know, six times this season out of 13 races, the gap between Botas and Hamilton has been less than a tenth. So that's just how close it has been, Sommel. So I will put my money again on Botas, hopefully getting a pole position, okay? But the truth is, you know, irrespective of who is first or who is second, uh, you know, again, uh, the guys at Pitts to Podium uh, have pointed out, uh, you know, that uh, the front row starters have a 100% victory margin at Turkey. So it doesn't matter who it's going to be. It's going to be either of the Mercedes drivers winning. And in fact, one of the races, Lewis Hamilton was second and he won from P2. So even if he loses pole position, you never know if he's, you know, he's able to still uh, pull off some uh, hammer time and, and go grab his 94th win. Is that going to be? Yeah. Or 90, 93rd win? I don't even remember now. Same. It's getting, too, it's getting out of hand. Not in a bad way, of course. We're just kind of celebrating the success that Hamilton has had. What a man. But that's Mercedes. We know they're going to win. Tell us something different. That, that's, that's two of your predictions of the pitch to podium Grand Prix prediction competition sorted. Now, what about the third one? Renault have been doing a good job. I think Daniel Ricciardo scored two podiums in the last three races and Verstappen has had a bit of a bad run in terms of finishing races. Not that he doesn't finish in the top three when he does and all that. It's just that he's not having any luck on his side. I think he did not finish a couple of the Italian races as well. Imola was a bit of an issue. Mugello, he had that major incident at the restart. So there's, there's a bit of a cloud surrounding him. If he finishes, of course, we do kind of expect him to be in the top three. But nevertheless, Verstappen aside, the battle for P number three in the Constructors' Championship and even on, the, even on the track could be quite interesting because Renault, they're not supposed to be here in these sort of circuits with high downforce, but they still are there. And they're outclassing Racing Point. They're scoring more points than McLaren. Not because they have the better car, but they're just able to go out there and execute things better. They are. And, you know, uh, let's hope Max Verstappen doesn't have any more DNFs. The poor yeah. chap has just suffered from a fair bit of unreliability this season. And, you know, uh, just the way uh, Lewis Hamilton has extended his uh, records in 2020, I honestly, at the start of the season, thought that Hamilton, Botas, Verstappen, not necessarily in that order, will have maximum podium finishes this season. And they exactly. have, of course, had maximum finishes, uh, you know, as opposed to any other combination. Again, I think seven out of 13 races, the three of them have graced the podium. Yeah. Uh, so if everything goes fine, I expect the three of them to, again, take up the podium uh, positions. But uh, like you said, Renault, difficult to rule them out. You know, they have fantastic momentum. Okay, Daniel Ricciardo is, again, back in the form of his life. Uh, you know, Sergio Perez, he will really be kicking himself, uh, you know, after missing out a podium last race. So he could be a new podium sitter uh, this, uh, this race as well. You know, I think it'll be the 11th or 12th uh, yeah. driver to make it to the podium. And, you know, let's also not rule out Ocon's bad luck or, you know, Lance Stroll hitting form again. You know, he's had five races without, a, without scoring points. And McLaren seems suddenly to be the underdogs for, for P3 as well. And they will actually, uh, they might just be struggling a, a little bit more at Turkey because, you know, we've seen in the past that cooler circuits, they've sort of suffered from graining. 
you know, Pirelli are bringing their hardest compounds as expected. You know, they're expecting a lot of, uh, you know, graining and degradation to come in. So interesting times for pretty much all the teams. Free practice will be a lot uh, yeah. more important here because teams will want to get their, you know, setups right to focus primarily on tire utilization, Samuel. Well, what's different this time out is that we're not going to have only one practice session like Imola. We're going to have the standard three. So definitely the teams will have a lot more time on their side. And just coming back to Lance Tolkanal, you mentioned about him potentially hitting form. I think that'll not be the first thing he's hit in the last couple of race weekends, is it? And he's had a bit of a torrid one. He's had a bit of a torrid season so far. But what do you think is in store for him? Because people are saying that he's just looking bad in terms of, in comparison to rather Sergio Perez, and there's often claims going around that the reason why they're getting a diminished Sebastian Vettel to the team next year is to make him look good. Again, could be true, could not be true. That's, that's for each and every person to say for themselves. But it's been just a bad year for him on the whole. Do you expect him to come back fighting this time out? And where do you think Racing Point will stack up on the whole? You know, again, circuit characteristics make me believe that Racing Point could very well be challenging for P3 or, uh, I mean, P3 being best case, but worst case P4. So mm -hmm. there's a good chance that they will be the team in form. Uh, talking about Lance Stroll, you know, he's got a good car under him. We all know that. He, he, did, he had some really defining drives, uh, you know, earlier in the season. Uh, you know, he, he, was, he, was, he was showing a lot of forward momentum. He made it to the podium. Of course, it would be great to have more cars fighting for positions because that just sort of adds to the excitement and the unpredictability we all want uh, from Formula One because the last four or five races have been Ricardo versus Perez versus the two McLaren drivers. So, mm -hmm. you know, if we get Ocon and Stroll in, in the fight, then six drivers battling for, for you know, P3 and P4 positions is, is pretty fantastic for the sport overall. That's what, that's what I'd love to see. Absolutely. should be very interesting to see what Lance Stroll can do. He's recently recovered from the virus. He's training pretty hard, as you can see on social media. Fingers crossed it goes pretty well for him, because as Kunal mentioned, it's always good. It's always heartwarming to see new competitors come in and do a very, very good job. That said, there is the low midfield to look out for as well. Of course, Alex Albon and Pierre Gasly recently did a shoot playing chess by the seaside. And that's been something that's garnering a lot of attention recently. And we also saw Alex Albon carrying an Alpha Tauri bag. Now, that's not, that's not a sign that he's going to Alpha Tauri. That's just because <laughs> it's Red Bull's fashion brand. But nevertheless, we could see Alpha Tauri in the mix. We've seen them do a good job in circuits where they do need downforce and lots of high-speed high circuits like this one. And Danny Kefiat, interestingly, seems very confident about, about his chances on being on the grid next year. So what's next for them? And what about their competitors? Alfa Romeo are here as well. Haas seem to be finding their problems slightly solved up. I don't know. It could be a big mixture towards the end in this part of the grid. You know, Haas is the only team that has not raced here previously. So they are oh, coming yeah. in completely afresh. Danny Kvyat has said that because of the COVID-19 travel restrictions, he could get no time in the simulator. So he's literally, you know, he would have reached Turkey completely clueless of what to even expect. Of course, you can, you know, play games at home and still familiarize yourself. Hmm. And he, he was pretty feisty in the race, uh, you know, the, the last race that we had. Alpha Tauri, I think they have been on a point scoring spree uh, for the last 10 races. And I think that's a new record for the team altogether. And 
they have maybe a 13 or 14 point gap to to ferrari so uh, you know they'll be definitely looking to get as close to their italian uh, rivals as as they can and since we mentioned ferrari you know charles leclerc always an outside chance to try and get into the top 5 you know with his his um, spirited drives and you know basically delivering more than what the package uh, you know expects or the package uh, merits uh, you know with the 2020 ferrari f1 car it's an interesting point you mentioned about charles leclerc and ferrari because the way their season was going i almost forgot about them for a couple of moments it's <laughs> it's just been that bad for them but yes that's a very good point leclerc has been pushing the limits of this car Unlike any other driver, I mean, unlike Sebastian Vettel quite clearly, and even Vettel himself is agreeing that, yes, this boy, this rather special driver that we have right here, is just doing something that I'm not able to do. He's just getting that extra amount of pace. And look at where he finds himself in the championship. Being number five in that completely malnourished Ferrari, I'm going to call it that way, with 85 points, only 10 behind Daniel Ricciardo. That, I think, is superb. It is, you know, lots of uh, surprises from Charles Leclerc. And like we've said this several times before, he has been so much more impressive in 2020 than he was in 2019. You know, in 2020, he's made it a mission that come what may, give me whatever car, as long as it's got four wheels, I'm going to drive the wheels of the car, you know, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> and that's what, that's what he's been doing. Of course, he's enjoying a lot of support and a lot of positives, you know, psychology going towards him by being the center uh, by, by being the center of attention at ferrari uh, you know himself so he's just making the most of everything that he's got in the car and in the garage and also with ferrari as well it's a bit interesting uh, this weekend would mark the first time that matteo benotto will not be present at the track as team principal he'll be working from home just like all of us so just keep an eye on them about how the team works maybe if benotto's not there perhaps who knows what could happen they say that the employees enjoy a lot more when the boss is not around <laughs> yes you know we'll we'll see how it goes but i think work from home is going to be a very strong solution if we're going to have 23 <laughs> and 25 races on the calendar going forward exactly. but Overall, I think it's going to be a fantastic race, irrespective. You know, Felipe Massa is going to be mentioned and remembered time and again. Yeah. And I, as is turn eight and the challenges that drivers go through, uh, you know, that particular corner. So we're going to have a pretty exciting uh, race this weekend. So. Absolutely. Should be a lot of fun. And just before we go, Kunal, what would be your predictions for the Pits to Podium Grand Prix prediction competition? Because that's something that's on the, that's on the minds and lips, rather, of all of our followers here on P2P. I think, yes, it has. It's been a lot of fun. You know, I've been languishing in the bottom 10, I think, <laughs> which is very, very typical. I don't know whether it's my head or my heart that always gets it wrong, but irrespective. But I think... Uh, I will go with Lewis Hamilton winning, okay, because he has won at all the new or returning circuits in 2020. So I don't see why he won't repeat uh, the feat, uh, you know, at Turkey. Also, given how his season has been, you know, he needs to score eight points uh, more than Valtteri Bottas, and then yeah. he would have equaled Michael Schumacher's uh, seventh world championship uh, title as well. So lots going on for him, uh, you know, at Turkey this weekend. It's unfortunate fans won't be there to witness such a historic moment. But, you know, that's just how it goes, I guess. 
Exactly. That's just what Formula One has been like in the world rather in 2020, but should be fun. Uh, Sadly, this will be a one-off, but nevertheless, it's a very good chance to watch what modern-day Formula One cars can do at a marvellous circuit like this one. Should be fun, folks. Uh, don't forget to tune in back into Pits to Podium on Sunday evening, just right after the race is done. I think around an hour later on to find out what our review of the race was and how we look at it, how we analyze the strategy. That our post-race debrief should be up right around that time. And until then... Between qualify, between free practice two and qualifying, we are going to have the P2P Grand Prix prediction competition open up. So you can go to our social media channels, which will be mentioned down in the description, and just predict. Just have a fun time. Just go out there and predict your top three, your best of the rest team, and the driver who scores the fastest lap. Once again, folks, thank you so much for watching. Feel free to leave a like, to share this video, and to subscribe to the channel. And of course, Kunal, thank you so much for being here. Thanks, Samuel. Enjoy the Grand Prix weekend and I'm going to see you on Sunday. See you, folks. Bye.